Hello and welcome to Sticker Madness's year in review number eight, or you could call it year eight in review, or eight years of year in review. Your pick, fan, or Sam or Jackie, who are also here on Sticker Madness. Hello. Eight. Ain't it awesome? Eight. Oh, yeah. Ain't it awesome. Boy, that... Ooh. Gonna have to stew on that. All right, pause this podcast. I gotta go sit on the toilet and think about Jackie's <laughs> comedy. Eight, eight, it awesome. Um, yeah, uh, if you've never listened to a year in review episode, uh, this is where we break down the previous year in podcasting, uh, listing our favorite movies individually of the previous year of both movies that we did on the uh, podcast and uh, those that we watched separately. The uh, usual format is 10 movies each, but because of the moving, not movies period of Stinker Madness, we didn't have a lot done. So we're actually going to cut it down to five this year, and hopefully we'll uh, have done enough in year nine that we'll get back to 10, but we'll see. Um, And then we break down our top three favorite movies of the actual previous year or so, 2022. They could be bad. They could be good. Um, whatever we liked the best and think that you should watch. Um, here we go. Well, let's just get into it. Uh, Jackie, we'll go with you. Your number five, quote unquote, bad movie of year eight in podcasting. Surprisingly, it was Appointment with Death. Oh, really? Hey. Okay. Yeah, I was Agatha surprised Christie. by this too. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I was looking through the list and. I just remember having a pretty good time doing the podcast on this. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there were some points that it was pretty stupid, but um, I don't know. I just, I kinda, the movie just kind of stuck in my craw. It was funny. Um, well, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was right. funny for me. But, mm-hmm. uh, and my, my, cons- that guy who played Hercules Perot, I just couldn't get over him. Hercules Perot, he defeated the Nimian lamb. <laughs> It's Hercule Pro. Hercules was a different guy. Oh. <laughs> Ross Perot. Yeah, H. Ross Perot. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the, you know, that was one of your picks, and we had never done a whodunit on the podcast, I don't think, and especially not a made-for-TV whodunit. Um, it wasn't. Remember, it was a canon film. Oh, that's right. It was a canon film. The two film. before that were yeah, made-for-TV. Right, right, you're right. But it had the quality of a made-for-TV movie. But even though it, it was their best made movie, <laughs> their best made movie looked like a fucking Hallmark special, <laughs> almost as good as Sarah Plain and Tall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, did you have a good time with? Uh, the- I did not. Okay. I didn't like it at all. Um, and it was, but again, this was a thin year. It was a thin year because my I don't remember. On mine, my first one that I'm going to mention later, I don't remember if I gave it a do or not. Ah, okay. Uh, Back to Appointment with Death. Uh, Jackie, what was your favorite part of the entire movie? When the doctor sees the servant guy Mm -hmm. when she's meeting Perot, and the servant guy takes off, and so she's chasing him down the street, Mm -hmm. and then she gets accused of shooting him, and then all the... The peasants go around her and they're going to stab her to death. Because, again, it is impossible, based on the film footage, for there to be any other circumstance other than that she shot him. Mm-hmm. 
Even though the movie tells us that she didn't, but it it's like somebody threw this gun at me. Yeah, I so I caught grabbed, it. Yeah, I caught it. There's no time. There's no time for her to do anything <laughs> but have shot that kid. The uh, part where uh, what's her face Piper is it Piper Laurie? Yeah, Piper Laurie. When she's dead and her head's bobbing around, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I would also say that my favorite part of the movie was Pi- when Piper Laurie bit the dust finally, because we all knew yeah. that somebody was going to die. It just took three quarters of the movie for somebody to die. And yes. it was the most hateful person in the whole thing. So f- I, think, I, I think I actually like that about that movie is that the real mystery three quarters of the way through the movie was, is there going to be a mystery? <laughs> <laughs> Who done it? Who did what? Who did what? These good, people good are point. just on vacation. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up and go home. They're on a morning vacation because their dad died. <laughs> so what better way to celebrate his life than by spending his money on an extravagant vacation across the world to an archeological dig site in the desert. Hey, but she was a nice old lady because she did try to play the doctor five cents for helping when she almost passed out. I mean, yeah, so she's already almost passed out in a tourist destination. And then they take her to the desert. Don't even bother. The sun's going to get her. Jesus Christ. (laughs) She's, She's an 80-year-old woman cooking out in the sun like a dead fish. The heart's going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so thirsty. Won't somebody give me some water? No. Get out of here, you old bat. <laughs> We've got things to see, but mostly it's making out on rocks. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, that sounds nice. It reminds me of the time in night. 1901 when I met your father. <laughs> God, here she goes again. <laughs> yeah. She met her father. They met her father. Roller, she she met their father roller skating and they made out on a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? Skate Town Xanadu. USA? Z- no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Xanadu. USA. It was the it's one not- with, uh, with the cans from Exorcist. Yeah, it's not Skate Town USA. It's the third one. It's not Xanadu. It's not Skate Town. Skate Town has Scott Bale and uh, Patrick Swayze. Mm. Can't remember, but uh, okay. I don't argue with you, Jackie. Um, we did have a good time roasting that fucking movie. It is stupid, and but also Canon's best movie. I mean, wow. Yeah. And I'm going to be real honest. I'm with Sam. I could not remember whether I gave it a do or not, but I just yeah. remember having a really good time with you two. Yeah, we did have a good podcast. On the podcast with that one. So mm-hmm. it made my list. It's a, t- it's a fun riffer. Uh, Sam, let's go to you. Number five. Also don't remember if I gave this or do or not, but uh, slightly edged Slime City. Oh, For okay. one reason and one reason alone was Joe Estevez's antics in the movie Terminal Exposure. Terminal Exposure. Refer- do you even remember this one? Nope. No. It had Hope Marie Carlton from the uh, Andy Sedaris films was in it. And it was the two private detectives that were schmucks getting wrapped up in a mystery much larger than themselves, a murder. I don't think we saw this one. I think you might. We have did. Done this. No, I think you might have done this with uh, with uh, the Tucker. Tucker, yeah. 
I don't know. Either Maybe. way, either way, it's it's in your top five. Why don't you spill the beans on why you liked it so much? Joe Estevez. He, Joe Estevez. Yeah, that they goes sw- they have an they have a switcheroo with a real gun and a squirt gun. Mm-hmm. And Joe Estevez is like the he's like the cleaner, a hitman, or something. There's all sort of zany antics. He falls off of a building, and then finally, he climaxes with like he's having the worst day ever for Joe Estevez and these other. Just- which Thugs is a high bar, high bar to have the worst day ever for Joe Estevez. And he is like, fuck this. I've had it. I'm going to shoot you, motherfuckers. And it's a squirt gun. <laughs> and then they shoot him like eight times and he gives a pretty epic eat shit Ben Kingsley. Okay, nice. That goes a long ways. And it was uh, like uh, Nico Masterakis, the guy that did mm-hmm. Zero Boys, was the director yep, of that movie. Right. And um, I just kind of felt like it was everything I wanted like when I when we saw Zero Boys, it was a letdown. Yes, I was like, "This is just completely. a weird movie." And then I had very low expectations for Terminal Exposure, so I was quite pleased. I believe. Uh, I'm assuming a direct-to-video movie. Yeah, it had to have been mid '90s. Is that what you're thinking? '80s. Okay. Mid right. '80s. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think that, that that was you and Tucker. But uh, uh, you have any idea where you watched it? It had to be probably on Tubi. Hmm, okay. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff on Tubi floating around right now. And I hope that there's some rumblings about the uh, like the HBO getting rid of Westworld for server space. And it's like, dude, you spent a shit ton of money on that TV show. And you're just going to like, well, we're done. Um, hopefully T- Tubi can keep their servers chock full of garbage. Um, The rumble with... HBO seems like they're going to do an ad channel, and a lot of that stuff isn't going to go away. It's going to go onto their ad channel. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it was like we gotta we gotta do something. Can't just let it sit there. Um, I just hope that Tubi keeps keeps the schlock coming. Uh, Terminal Exposure, Sam's number five. My number five is one we did for the podcast called Cannonball. Starring David Carradine. It's the knockoff of Cannonball Run. Uh, somebody else was in it. Bo Svensson or uh, the guy that looks like Bo Svensson. Bo And not Bo Jangles. Uh, he's not a real person. And um, the guy from Southbound and Down. The you sheriff? Dude, lots of trucking. Um, Jerry... Reed, uh, the guy that looks like Jerry Reed that we got confused it's on. The guy time. that looks like Jerry Reed, yeah. not Jerry Reed. Right, right, right. Um, car chase movie, cannonball run, basically, but worse, like way worse and a tinge annoying. And that's why it's way down at five. But the climactic car chase sequence between David Carradine and not Jerry Reed, uh, where David Carradine basically makes the jump from speed and Jerry Reed's car just kind of like what's that called when you when you like oh man I'm gonna chuck this football and you make it like five feet in front of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and that's why it just true it just goes off the edge and goes straight down basically like did you push the gas pedal at all <laughs> and the bad guy was Bill McKinney actually Bill McKinney as I'm looking at it okay all right uh there was a couple other people in that movie uh, robert carradine was in it for a bit robert carradine okay um not dean martin dean martin was not in that that was the one that also like it had a bunch of uh 
there was a bunch of cameos, and we could only mm-hmm. spot some of them because it says right. that it was Stallone, Corman, Don Simpson. I remember seeing Stallone and and Marty uh, Scorsese. I remember yeah. seeing those yeah, two. Yeah, Marty in it. Scorsese was in it. That's right. But it also said that there was Joe Dante, Alan R. Cush, and Jonathan Kaplan, Don Simpson, and Roger Corman, and I never saw, I couldn't ever spot any of those ones. Yeah. Um, there was also the whole, sw- another Switcheroo movie, because they were trying to, like, stop David Carradine, because he's so awesome. And so they changed cars, and his buddy got killed, and he had, like, zero remorse for basically setting up his buddy up to get killed. Like, hey... uh, these guys are trying to kill me. Why don't you play decoy bestie who is an inferior driver and has no, like, you're my best friend so that you can die. Like, that's what you are. The pur- purpose of our relationship is that I need somebody to take a bullet for me. Yeah. And then he, he got his uh, police officer, parole officer, girlfriend almost killed and mm-hmm. didn't seem too shaken up about no, that either. He, he was a man who had no ability to have an emotional attachment. Just driving. Uh, you guys, where did you guys uh, remember how you felt about this movie at all? I'm pretty sure I gave this one a do. Okay. Jackie? I can't remember. Okay. Well, I said my favorite part was the climax where... And, oh, it had the bad mat work, too, where David Carradine was jumping the the bus over the uh, construction zone. Real bad mat work. I think my favorite part was the part where he, he got into the fight in the convenience store and they just trashed the place. Oh, that's, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that, and then they, like, after the bad guy, Bill McKinney's like, I'm gonna get my butt kicked. So he just, like, fucks up the rest of the store and then leaves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just pushes the rest of it over, like, fuck you, I hate you, I don't even know you. And David Keardine's Quite bad kung fu. <laughs> Real bad. Lots of Carradine just opening his shirt for no reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, then there was the uh, guitar guy. And this is why it's not higher is because the guitar guy that they drag along and his mom was so completely stupid and awful and I hated it and he was annoying and he wouldn't shut up. Um, that's why it's number five. Mm. Jackie, number four. The Legend of Billy Jean. Okay, all right. Nice. I that was on, was... that was knocking on the door for me. Starring uh, Heather Slater. Name? Heather Slater and Christian Slater. Unrelated. But totally in love. No, she didn't like him very much, and he had a boner the whole time is what one I remember. Side, one side totally in love. Yes. Jackie, why did you like it? Well, I liked... Well, she's super hot. I mean, that's that's like the first thing that comes to my mind. And then the jerk that has the stand, and at the end she's like, I'm taking my power back, and she burns it down. Mm-hmm. I like that part. But I did not like that she cut off all of her hair at the end. I thought okay. that was like kind of butt. And she had a wetsuit on, which was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that was pretty funny when she when she became the legend and it mm-hmm. was like wetsuit and uh, <laughs> military Go- fatigue pants. Interesting. Going diving later. Okay. Uh, I liked it because a lot of people to me, I was there. I lived it. The eighties. Uh, a lot of people retroactively look at the eighties and see cheese 
And really, we all liked the cheese, but that wasn't because we felt the cheese. It was that what was being delivered to us because there was a new style of filmmaking coming out where, you know, the the drive-in theater was a viable commercial thing. Gremlins, for instance. Um, This movie was not cheesy and other than the acting and some of the dialogue, but like the idea of it was not cheesy, Um, but it was very 80s. It was very MTV police uh, and, you know, I mean, the band, the police and the Go-Go's and none of those. Well, she people... had she had the police's haircut. Yeah, that's true. End. She did have Sting's haircut. Um, And Pat Benatar did like four of the songs for this movie. I mean, I, I think if you want to have a retrospective of like what it felt like to be in the 80s, The Legend of Billie Jean is pretty much as close as you can get, I think. Absolutely. And I really like the fact that they ran into that weirdo that was all into the horror stuff and he had all mm-hmm. that money and then mm-hmm. he helps her, you know, launch her TV career or whatever. This is what you wanted to be. You didn't necessarily, you didn't want to be Devo. Nobody wanted to be Devo. There was Devo and we were good. Like, I want to grow up and be Devo. Nobody said that. What you were when you were eight, or nine, 10, 11, 12, you wanted to be a rebellious kid who got into a car with their friends and drove around America fighting for justice. That's what she wanted. And she did fight for justice because she didn't. It was the business owner at the beginning was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my son has wronged you. I will rape you then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she fucks up their whole day. And all awesome stuff. All she wanted was to pay him back. Like the amount of money that like. Or no, you pay me back for the motorcycle. That's it. Yep. I don't want revenge. I don't want anything else. I just want my three fifty mm-hmm. to buy my brother uh his scooter back. Yeah, Bill- Legend of Billy Jean's a rad fucking movie, dude. Rad fucking movie. Good. Glad I own it. Glad you picked it. Sam number four. Super Fantaginial. Super Fantaginial. Bud Spencer's Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aladdin, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking... We loved that. That mm-hmm. was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Bud Spencer is just a fun time. Yep. They got way too many miles out of that flying car. Yeah, That was really dumb. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. And then at the end, he's like, I have one more wish for you to be my dad, not a genie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, did they... Uh, did they they did a mix between practical with like a chopper holding the car and mat work, right? It was mat work, I think. Okay. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was mat work as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is Well, they probably They're both, both crappy. Like yeah, yeah. But it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang's level of of flying goddamn car. Yeah. So I don't remember this movie. Did you guys do this when I was out of town or something? We might have, yeah, we might have done Aladdin when you were uh, when you were unable to do the podcast it, while we were living in a place of hell. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's Bud Spencer's is Aladdin. Bud Spencer is Aladdin. That's that's the whole he, movie. He's pretty much, even though it's a Bruno Garbucci movie and it's very budget. Like he's definitely my favorite Aladdin. One hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, he wasn't Aladdin. He was the genie. 
Yeah, that's right. He was the, but he was the genie, Al Haddon. Mm, uh, no, Al. Ha- oh, that's right. That was his clever name. <laughs> oh, and maybe spe- that was the kid's name. I don't remember. Yeah, spe- but he was the genie, and he's the best genie in the Aladdins of any of them. I just got a joke. Maybe we did this on the podcast. I don't remember, but it's a flying car. Pit. Pet. Oh, boy, I hope I got that joke on the podcast. There was a flying carpet, though, too, because he was getting chased by the helicopter at the end. Yeah, right, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the other bit. Oh, Bruno, you... You beautiful bastard. You figured out how to work a helicopter chase into Aladdin. I'm nice. Surpri- I'm honestly surprised <laughs> that that's not your number one, Sam. That's usually that slot is what fills into your number one every year is some zany Italian movie that's just weird enough and isn't doesn't have boobs or gore or anything like that. It's usually what you slide in there. You know what? I think it was one Terrence Hill shy of making the top cut, mm. right? Like, if Terrence Hill's schmucking around in that thing, it's fucking gold, right? Comedy gold. Well, when uh, we get fire, things fired back up in the next couple months or so, well, I mean, after this week, in the next couple months or so, I've got a Bud Spencer Terrence Hill movie coming out. And oh, cool. I'm jacked about it. Yeah. Speaking of car chases, hint, hint. Um... My number four, Sam and I only watched this. Sorry, Jax. Uh, I think, in fact, I think, I can't remember when we watched this, Sam. It might have been the last time I came and visited with you, but I know it was with you. Uh, White Fire, starring... uh, Robert Ginty and... Robert Ginty. Yeah, Robert Ginty and, uh, and of course, the great, uh, my favorite guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm blanking on my favorite guy's name. It's not uh Oliver Reed, but uh yeah. Second favorite guy. Yeah. Oh god damn it. Now now I'm kicking myself for not remembering who was in White Fire. <laughs> but anyways, uh if you haven't seen White Fire, uh it's bizarre for a mid eighties tough guy cop movie because basically oh fred williamson is in it fred Um, fucking williamson jesus he is a tough guy who has a sister who is also a tough karate chick but she dies and by the bad guy's hand and for him to get his revenge he must have a sister doppelganger fill in for his sister who he then has sex with in such a manner that you're like, he was banging his sister this whole time. This whole time. Like, there's no pause to be like, yeah, but girl, you're totally different but my, from my sister. But every time I look at you, I see her. There's none of that. It's just like, uh, so I used to bang my sister. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. And explosions and the white fire itself is like this rock that is highly valuable, but also has like paranormal powers that if you touch it, you'll like electronically disappear. I mean, it is fucking weird. And so they have to stop the bad guy from acquiring the white fire. It, the beginning even like there's. The movie's so strange, but yeah, there's paranormal magic and the 
guy who like the movie starts with them being hunted mm-hmm. like a mother a family's being hunted and they kill the parents and that the kids and then some guy just shows up and kills the guy that killed the parents a little too late <laughs> right and he's like I'll take care of you children. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he turns them into like super heisters. Right? <laughs> like what? Who is this guy? Uh yeah, it's got like if you're into the 80s action crap like bullets flying, people dodging shit, bad karate, uh explosions. Um she's naked throughout pretty A much lot. the entire thing. Um it's I mean this is about as close to an Andy Sedaris movie as you can get without being fun like Andy like this was not intentionally corny and silly this was a straight laced tough guy movie and it stinks and Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it um it's number four on my list yep uh Jackie number three the dirt the dirt oh no really ooh gross Gross. We had hey. she had to throw out a musical one that we we're going to disagree with, right, Sam? Yeah. I don't need nothing but a good time. Boo, boo, boo. Also, we should have <laughs> seen it coming because how many times have you seen that movie now? <laughs> I don't know, like six. God. <laughs> you just really like it. I don't know why. It's not like it's incredible or anything. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just a walk down memory lane for me about drug use and having a good time but you know it's oh, like, because yeah you had a real your your life trajectory was just the same as mick mars it was <laughs> not <laughs> not at all but well okay you can't just say i don't know why i like it i just do you have to that's your job right now tell us you have to tell i us. like Okay, so I liked all the antics that you know they supposedly did mm-hmm. and you know they were just dirt bags and just watching them like try to get clean and then not being able to enjoy the road life anymore and watching them just kind of phase out of coolness. That was my favorite part. It was kind of neat, but I also liked all of the story behind uh, Rick Mars. Mick, Mick Mars. Mick, Mick Mars. Um, and how he had that terminal illness and all that stuff and they called him the old man and i really like that actor too because he was ramsey yeah yeah in the game of thrones and he, Wish I, we knew his I just name. think he, he deserves better yeah yeah because he just nails it right and i just like that rock and roll lifestyle of the 80s I, I like that out of control time see that's the thing about him uh he's got a he's got a very distinctive name too so it should be rememberable um but i'm sure everybody else just is thinking of him as ramsey bolden we saw just recently ran yep there it is um we saw uh there's the jackie and i watched the new Kiefer sutherland show called uh the Kiefer sutherland is a tough guy running around and doing stuff show 25 yeah it's 25 <laughs> and uh Kiefer sutherland stinks and at one point, Charles Dance comes out and he does the Charles Dance thing, and uh, you're not doing it correctly because you're an idiot. That Charles Dance thing, he has the thing, and he's very good at it. And he can play a bad guy or a good guy, but he is always Charles Dance 
thumbing yeah. his goddamn nose in your fucking face and saying, whatever it is you do, you are an idiot. Um, where is, uh, one more time on his name, Sam? Ewan Rayan. Ewan Rayan. Um, he's, Ramsey Bolton's the worst person ever captured in all of, other than like any of the Hitler docs, but like Ramsey Bolton, seriously? I mean, like, who would you rather pal around with? Probably Ramsey. I fuck, man. I don't know Hitler or Ramsey. Anyways, um, and then he goes to do McMars in a shitty movie, and he's the most likable character in that whole movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's got range, but let's give him a chance, guys. You know, let's throw some work at him. He's also a folk musician. I mean, he's got bars. Come on. <laughs> Okay, um, I have nothing to say about that movie. I think it stinks and it's stupid. Goodbye. It's yeah. There was a lot of boobs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was chocolate, and really that kind of dried up after the first little bit. And yeah, I don't, I don't like it. That. I actually don't like the movie because they intentionally omitted a lot of the really bad stuff those guys did. Yeah. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Uh, speaking of which, I'm reading Cassandra Peterson's uh, bio right now. There's a lot of bad things that a lot of people did. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, mm. People that uh, don't meet your heroes, kids, is all I'm saying. Don't meet your heroes. Uh, number three for Sam. White fire. White fire. <laughs> Humping your sister. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite part of the whole movie? Humping your sister. <laughs> the part where she got naked. Which How, it's not really my favorite part of the movie. I think that what we didn't mention before is how Fred Williamson's character doesn't really fit in the story of the movie, but it just is there anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to bust your guys' asses. I don't really know why. You're on to something. I need to be on to it. This is my town kind of a thing. Like, he's really just fucking with them to fuck with them because it's his town, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing about Why Fire is there's a lot of locations in it. It was not a low production. I mean, it it looks like a mid-80s direct-to-video movie, sure, but like they worked at it. They're all fucking over the map on that fucking thing. I've played in theaters in Europe, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. That, uh, that's the thing, is that Williamson was kicking around in Europe for a lot of years, and those didn't... They end up on video shelves here, but they end up in theaters over there. Wasn't that... um Not a Godfrey Ho movie, but uh, a Bruno Mattei movie? Or a Bruno Mattei lookalike? It, it was a... I thought it was a very... Uh, uh, familiar Italian director that made that. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope, it was uh, Jean-Marie Pallardi. Pallardi, yeah, old Jean-Marie Pallardi. Uh, okay, never mind. Forget I said anything. Um, he did a lot of softcore porn. Yeah. That checks out. Yep. Um, White Fire is currently streaming on Amazon Prime, so... Uh, if you, I mean, just watch the trailer, 
if you're into those movies, that's what you're into. You want to see White Fire. Um, very almost canon-esque in its action style as well. It's really just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very European sleaze action. Yeah, like, like, a, a, like, a, like a mashup of, again of Andy Sedaris, European sleaze, uh, David A. Pryor, and canon. Like, it's got all of the stickers into it. We didn't even mention that the Diamond Mind was like a spaceship. Yep, that's right. And the guy, the villain, dresses like a space evil lord. Yeah, this, the Diamond Mind is being run by spacemen. And the chief spaceman, Gordon Mitchell, is like not paying attention to anything that's happening <laughs> around him the entire time. You know what it reminds me of is that Key and Peel bit which is one of my favorites where the guy breaks into the drug Lord's compound and just starts breaking necks. And that's his entire move is just break, break the yeah. neck, break the neck, break the neck. And then he frees his girlfriend and then he breaks her neck and he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then just creeps away. That's what this mm. movie is. High, high good times. Uh, my number three is the uninvited evil boat cat. This one was, I couldn't decide. Five was tough between the uninvited terminal exposure and Slime City for me. Okay. And this one also almost made number five for me as well, but. Mm. I'm surprised that you didn't have it higher, Jackie. I absolutely, I worship this movie um, because it is. It's so stupid. It's so incredibly stupid. And uh, any movie that, you know, has got George Kennedy and Alex Corden in it, it's going to, oh, and Klugeluger, um, is going to be a great time. And don't forget about uh, Claire Carey um, from Coach Fame. Uh, yep. Yeah. The Where's the monster that- behind the cat? No, it's just that kitty cat. <laughs> And most of them died without even becoming involved with the kitty cat. I think only one or two people on that boat actually got catted. Yeah, George Kennedy's one of the only people that gets catted. Yeah, and everybody else dives off the boat. Oh, no, the guy that got his arm bit off um, while he was making out with a lady. Uh, I don't... the skeezy lawyer guy, too, because he pours uh, wine on the cat and pisses it off. He was the first one. Yeah. Okay. So they, it's like 50-50 cat death and then people dying by their, their own, own hand. Yeah. By their own sheer stupidity. Yeah. And then the end where the cat is like, I just want to go back to the mainland with you. Let me in. Oh, boy. Here it comes again. <laughs> here it comes again. It's a cat. It's a cat. That was my favorite part of the movie is that just when you think that, okay, they they pushed it off once, right? And then Mm -hmm. it just keeps coming back to the boat. And then they're like, throw a briefcase at him. (laughs) Give him a door to float on there, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that we didn't see was the postscript where the kitty's hand comes out of the water. And uh, the uh, the theme from Titanic plays. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought we six in the water. <laughs> answered the question that the cat makes it onto the mainland, and then it's like zombie 
yeah apocalypse basically right very yep. slow and easy to defeat uh zombie apocalypse my favorite part of the whole movie is just the concept of the whole movie as well is because we had the only thing that we could come up with is that the cat doesn't have a transformation there's a cat living inside of a cat both of them are sentient beings and sometimes evil cat just needs to be barfed out like a fucking hairball like the cat that like main kitty cat is just like i'm just a cat and it's bleh, 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 and out comes a demon cat yeah i guess and then they're like they have a relate a symbiotic relationship where the demon cat has to crawl back into the because there's two goddamn cats yes that live inside of each other also the whole the way that this scenario comes into being is some douchebag who's got criminal, and it's not like he's a hard-hitting criminal. This is just like a fraudster. He's like stealing bonds or some shit like that, right? And uh, he's, he's like, okay, fraud. we can make out. We can make off with all this money, whatever. Uh, but I sure like banging chicks. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, I'm totally going to bring these chicks with us. And they're like, we found some dudes. And they're like, okay, whatever. And then one of them's like, oh, a cat, and grabs it. And they all end up on the fucking boat together. Uh, you know, I think, I think like, cats in general are just... Uh, name a good cat movie. That darn cat. Yeah, okay. Uh, the... There's like a billion dog movies that are good, right? They, I mean, you all end, oh, you cry at the end. Uh, but like The Cat from Outer Fucking Space, uh, Pet Samadri, um, this movie, obviously. I mean, oh, the cat, I... cat people, cat people movies, uh, the Tommy Knockers. Um, <sighs> like, it's just, it, you get cats involved in film and like, the only way they can go is to be on Stinker Madness. Yeah. Wait, what about that one that we watched where the the dad gets turned into a cat, and then he sacrifices himself at the end to save his son? With hmm. that was like the worst movie of that year. Hmm. Yeah. What was that With one? Kevin called? Spacey, the cat. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And Jennifer. Oh my Jennifer, god. Jennifer. Oh shit! That was one of the worst movies ever made. There you go. Right. Cats belong in film They're, so that we have fuel. The problem is is that cats are not very trainable. Even like the cat <laughs> people that can get into cats' heads and they train them. It's really like this cat likes to do this. Watch. Um, I didn't train the cat to do it. It just does this and I can kind of get it to do it when I want sometimes. Uh, I did, however, you mentioned the cat from outer space. I bet I watched the cat from outer space 10 times when I was a kid. Sure. 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 It stinks. It stinks pretty hard. Um, also, um, oh, God damn it. I lost it. Uh, I just totally lost it. Another cat movie, but, uh, yeah, put cats in films. They're great. Oh, roar, <laughs> roar, obviously roar, but don't put big cats in film. They're don't do what the, that's still like a, basically an ecological disaster to this day. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jackie, you're number two. Lifeguard. Mm. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Sam Elliott. Shirtless yes. Sam Elliott. Jackie puts it on the list. Oh, yeah. That just made it number two right there with him walking around, his hair blowing in the breeze. It looks all greasy and nice. And he's got his shirt off. And 
Lifeguard, I think, might have been the last show we did before we moved. I can't remember. It was right there, but uh, uh, I feel like I was I was here. It, it we I think Sam and I's problem with it was that we wanted it to be Baywatch, and it was not Baywatch. It was a guy sad about not being young enough to be a lifeguard anymore, and it was like fuck you. Also statutory rape. Also statutory rape. It wasn't statutory rape at the time because we had to look that up and it was totally legal. Just creepy as shit. Just creepy as shit. Um, But yeah, he's an old man. Uh, Okay, Jax, you got to do it again. You can't just be like, well, there was a shirtless guy in it and I liked it. What what else? He was on a beach. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give her a hall pass on the shirtless Sam Elliott because I don't think you're ever going to see a sexier Sam Elliott than you would in this movie. So that's probably where all of this is. Um, He was pretty studly. Uh, I kind of feel like he got maybe like he could have done more for America if he'd been a shirtless model. Like, and that would have been it. I know I'm in the minority of not really liking Sam Elliott uh, beat like, like if beef had needed a spokesman that had the voice and shirtless, I'm just saying they mm-hmm. probably would have sold a shit ton more beef. Like we would have ran out of cows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have synthetic cows because of how many cows he would have murdered with his pecs. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. He's doing the, the titty juggle. <laughs> yep. If that's the only reason to show up to watch this movie, good luck, listener. <laughs> Where's the beef? Also, yeah, the I pork can... is downstairs. <laughs> the beef the log, I... ladies. Beef is in my shirt. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really remember much about it. I know he had a girlfriend or something. That wasn't really important. It was just him. No, being he had statutory rape. Yeah, he had statutory rape. That was the whole conflict of the movie, was him being like, I shouldn't make out with you, but boy, I sure want to. I just want somebody who reminds me of my father to make out with. He left and when I and never came back because he said he was getting back spokes. Uh, make out with me. And he's like, oh, no, I'm a lifeguard. I'm supposed to guard life. And instead, I'm sending you on a path of penises. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is okay for some, but maybe stay away from the border and TJ. Oh, that's a bad Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> okay. I guess if you like Sam Elliott shirtless, it's going to be your number two movie of yeah. the year. Okay. Sam, your number two movie of the year. Also, Sam Elliott, Shakedown. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Shakedown is probably the most implausibly terrible big budget action movie that I've ever seen. That's from a different movie, but I like the song. (laughs) Wait, speaking of which, Bob Seger shirtless? Anybody? Hmm? On the beach? I don't know. Bob Seger? No. Sam Elliott together in like a Doobie Brothers cover band? Jimmy Buffett and Speedos. No, I've seen that, and I'm out. I am out. He does that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Mm -mm -mm. Gross. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, shakedown. Take down. You're busted. (laughs) I can't help it. This movie was so chock full of bullshit that I believe that I bought it while we were recording. (laughs) 
I bought it on Blu-ray as we were like, I think I even may have said so on the podcast. Like, I just bought it. I just bought it right now. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do should you do it? I just bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> well, I'm talking about it. It was so dumb. Mm-hmm. And he was so like tough cop archetype bad. He didn't take baths. He didn't take baths. The action, the bit, the set pieces were he lived incredibly. In a movie I don't think he slept. Yeah. He just beat dudes up and shot them. Mm-hmm. He's one tough cop. And the lawyer, um, Paul uh, or Peter Weller, oh, is a douchebag uh, who like leaves. He's like, oh, I guess my fiance is kind of annoying, but I'll be rich or whatever. And then he's like, hey, there's my ex-girlfriend. And just bangs the hell out of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But they're only like, they're just not. He's a bad cop. The other guy's a bad lawyer, but they love justice. Kind they're willing of. to break every law <laughs> to get what they think might be justice, I guess. And it's pretty action-packed, and you think it's over, and then they chase a plane down in a stolen Porsche. They steal the bad guy's Porsche and chase his plane down, and Sam Elliott boards the landing gear of the plane flies around the city with the landing. They're flying around the city with the landing gear. Now, what happens exactly where they're like, shit, we got to turn around. And he just like hucks a hand grenade up the landing gear hole and jumps into the ocean and is fine. And then the plane explodes. It's just name an action movie from the 80s that was in the theater that cost that much that is that fucking ridiculous. I got only one and it's called Megaforce. Okay, That's I mean it. it's Megaforce bad. That's it's, the thing. It's pretty. It's Megaforce-y. not as bad as Megaforce. It's not, it's not as bad as Megaforce, but no, goddamn close. Uh, okay, my number two movie is called Shakedown. <laughs> <laughs> Takedown. Uh, they chase a bad guy while riding a tricycle, Sam, <laughs> and shooting. They're both shooting. The lawyer is shooting. From a tricycle. And then uh, the freaking end. Oh, my God. With it's, I mean, And why I bring up Megaforce is because the mat work is so bad while Sam Elliott's hanging on the running gear of an airplane flying over New York City is embarrassingly terrible and completely glorious at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's he- almost Megaforce bad. You uh, failed to bring up the time that our hero, Sam Elliott, used children as bullet shields at Coney Island. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And then uh, the other note I have is the word salad between Roland, uh, uh, Peter Weller's character, and uh, his ex-girlfriend, the DA. Like, they are prosecuting his... The DA is prosecuting uh, Peter Weller's client, while the DA and Roland are making out in between every courtroom session, like, objection, we need a recess. Hallway closet, hallway closet. Yeah. Then they go into the hallway closet. But then they also, like, after they're done making out, like, well, the only way that we're going to be able to get to the end of this is if we figure out our differences in our times past and well you remember the times past that where you were the guy 
No, I was I wasn't that mm-hmm. guy that you think that I was the guy. And she's like, I know that you were the guy who I think. What are you guys talking about? Go back to court. <laughs> yeah, or screw. Pick one. Right. You can't talk to each other. <laughs> uh, no, I love Shakedown. Shakedown's an instant classic. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that you own that movie because, you know, the sad thing is, is that we watch so many stinkers that like a lot of them are really fun to talk about and uh, riff on for the podcast. Uh, Jackie brought up the appointment with death uh, and I'm never going to watch any of them again. Like there's just mm-hmm. not enough time to. But Shakedown, I want to. It's not Hall of Fame. Well, maybe I might. I don't know. I might have to think about that. Uh, it's going to take a few more viewings. Like, but the idea of me saying that it's going to take a few more viewings to determine if it's Hall of Fame is big time. It's big time. I bought it while we were recording the podcast we were doing on it, and I've already taken it to people. I will just show up at someone's house and be like, guess what we're doing? We're watching Shakedown. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And yeah. at the end of it, they're like, holy crap. Yeah. How did I not see that? Yeah. I mean, because it, it, and it's also like one thing that we struggle with is um, not struggle, but uh, some of these movies, like, for instance, Slime City has a high bar for access. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be prepared. You got to know your shit a little bit to have a good time with it. Shakedown is like you can. It's Sam Elliott and Peter Weller. Like the, you want to watch the Sam Elliott and Peter Weller movie? Sure, that sounds fine. Ha 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 ha! Sucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Jackie, you're number two. <clears throat> no, you mean my number one? Oh, it is your number one. Rock of Ages! Rock of Ages! Rock of Ages! I had to watch that in my garage because Tom Cruise (laughs) isn't allowed in my house. (laughs) And he was the best part about that movie. I hated that movie. Hold on, you guys. Um, uh, Siri, find me a good divorce attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Rock of Ages sucks. It sucks. Oh, my God. I was so enthralled with it. And, like, the first scene when we see Tom Cruise, he's got that cod piece on. Mm-hmm. And it's just ridiculous. And then it just continues to be absolute shit from then on out. Yeah. And and the singing and the songs and all that crap. I mean, it was just the perfect hailstorm of shit that just sticks in your head. And no matter how much you either like it or dislike it, it left me kind of confused. Do I like this movie? Mm-hmm. I think so. But I watched Dirt way more, the Dirt way more than I watched Rock of Ages. Okay. So maybe the Dirt should have been my number one choice. I don't know. I don't think so. But they just butchered every song they did in Rock of Ages. It was terrible. Um, I want to defend my wife a little bit before Siri finds, uh, where's she at? Why are you taking so long? Um, uh, Because it likes Rock of Ages, butthole. Uh, oh, oh, huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting denied like because of that. Um, it says denial of service. Weird. The uh, burlesque with um, Lady Gaga, uh, not Lady Gaga, uh, shitty Lady Gaga. What's her name? Christina Aguilera um, and Cher. Jackie had high praise for that movie, saying I did not like it. 
uh, the Apple, uh, which is a canon movie that is bizarre as shit, and Sam and I didn't like it. And Jackie loved those movies. Mm-hmm. There's probably another one that, that, like, I'm serious, every fucking year Jackie picks one of these music movies that Sam and I are like, oh, fucking kill me. This a had, Star is Born? A Star is Born. This had some stuff that the yeah. other ones didn't, other than maybe the Apple. Um, it shouldn't have been made. Those other ones had excuses to be made, for sure. This 100% should have never even been fucking looked at. This should have been yeah. red-lighted right out of the gate. And I don't know what the fuck Tom Cruise was thinking, other than he's like, I'm fucking tom hardy or something i'm gonna do all these roles even though i shouldn't uh i gotta do one of each and now i'm a rock god codpiece guy everything was so ridiculous and bad that i i mean if it it deserves this spot i think Mm. it was electric shit on fire sure i hated it but Mm -hmm. if you like this sort of thing that is a flaming disaster of a musical and it was like Rock and roll forever throughout the whole movie. And then at the end, he's got a pregnant wife standing on the side of the stage cheering him on. I just saw something about her in the news the other day. And I was like, I cared so little that I didn't click it. But it was, hey, that Rock of Ages lady is doing something. She's like on some Netflix show or something now. Uh, Okay, that's your number one movie of the year, Jackie. Yep. Sure you don't want to change your mind on that? Uh. The dirt was also really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Other than that one. No. Okay. All right. She's good in her pick. Uh, Sam, you're number one. Totally awesome video games. Joysticks. Joysticks. <laughs> joysticks is. Uh, I'm thinking I'm reevaluating my Hall of Fame, and I think Joysticks is in it. That is high praise. Now, Jackie I didn't see Joystick. Joystick was Joysticks. Joystick was uh, you and Tucker in the time of absence from our podcast. Yeah. You watched it, though, didn't you? I did for the sake of the podcast. And it was fucking awesome. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, people that don't like bad movies, I'll be like, you should check out Joysticks. Like, I told two guys at work after that probably don't even know I do a podcast, and I'm like... You should watch Joysticks on Netflix, and then they came back the next day, and they're like, sir, that is a damn fine piece of Americana. (laughs) Now, uh, for Jackie and everybody else that uh, didn't watch that movie, it's an arcade game movie uh, from the er early 80s. And it's sort of like, there's a bunch of these type movies like squeeze play, which was meh. There's a bunch of this sex comedy stuff that's like video shelf sex comedy. It's not the theater sex comedy. It's not Porky's. It's not Ski School. It's not Meatballs. Um, and it all sucks for the most part. Yeah. And Joysticks manages to have like, it should fall in that trap where it's just crap, but it doesn't. And it's got like, a guy who looks like a guy who's a guy, but not really. You know what I mean? No. Nope. <laughs> like, the casting was such that, like, the, the stars, quote unquote, of Joysticks look kind of like the guys from Ski School. 
or Revenge of the Nerds. It's like they did a good job casting some nobodies that looked like they were in these other movies that mm-hmm. were big hits. Okay. And then Joe Don Baker is in it. Yeah. Joe which Don. is always. Yeah. I mean, that's there's there's two stars in a bad movie right there. Just put Joe Don Baker in it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I can't. I've, I watched Joysticks three times already. I fucking love Joysticks. What's your favorite part of Joysticks? Music? I mean, the theme song might be my favorite part. Music's pretty hard to get past. Um, I can't. It's not one thing. It's that it works somehow, and none of it should work. None of it should work, and it works. It's also the ski school cliche of, hey, you know, it's Aspen from South Park. They're trying to set shut the arcade down. What are we going to do to stop them? And uh, like, let's fight. The the punks want to take over the arcade. And there was a name for the punk gang. And I thought the leader of the punk gang was actually somebody like Billy Schmeidel or somebody. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, let's shut down the arcade. No, we got to save it by coming together and defeating yes. corporations. King Vidiot was played by John Grease. Yeah, John Grease, right. <laughs> King Vidiot. Yeah, King Vidiot. <laughs> I'm going to throw the stake over that mountain and take down your arcade, yeah. kid. I like I like joystick. It just was not. I didn't have the same affinity for it that you did. I did. It's definitely you do. It's definitely you do. Jackie should watch yeah. joystick. Jeez. I'm interested. It yeah. sounds like it's a good time. It's fun. It's fun for sure. My number one movie was Drive, and I cannot believe I'm the only one that picked the masterpiece that was the Mark Dacascus. Kadeem Hardison team up with Brittany Murphy. This movie was a fucking masterpiece and fuck you Rush Hour for life. I'll never do Rush Hour and be like, oh yeah, Rush Hour is cool. No, right. And I, Jackie Chan's my man. Uh, But no, screw Rush Hour, dude. Drive is so awesome. Drive is insanely awesome and underrated. I remember liking it now that you're reminding me, but I passed over it. And it was one of the caveats that I made with this when I picked mine is if I couldn't remember one goddamn thing about the movie, I wasn't allowed to try to refresh my memory to think I like it. So it didn't make enough of an impact on me that I even remembered anything about it. My biggest memory of it that has been a major eye-opener for me is how awesome... Mark Dacascus actually is and how jobbed yeah. he got for being in Double Dragon because he his stunt work and his choreography is way legit in this movie and also his ability to have fun with it because like like we always talk about Scott Atkins like oh Scott Atkins mm-hmm. is a very good martial artist but I've never seen Scott Atkins have fun per se no he's there to work and do a job this whole thing like the chemistry between mark uh, dacascus and kadeem hardison in this whole movie and then once britney murphy gets involved and she's fucking daffy as shit yeah um i i just like there's weird things that happen in this movie outside of it like the fact that they have to get to the spaceship to 
defeat a bad guy and like some waves of different types of bad guys coming in to fight them in this mm-hmm. spaceship restaurant. Um, I I couldn't write a better silly movie. I I mean there I, I like I it, it's got everything that I could ever ask for and it was a complete surprise even though I knew mm. that there was a huge following behind this movie. Um I was I was not expecting good things and uh I was very appointed. And and most of that was the insanity that is Brittany Murphy and then Yeah, I mean she was great. Yeah. That's it, I guess, for that. Yeah. So I missed Drive. I mean, again, I didn't I didn't remember. I remember liking it a lot. Um, but it didn't make the cut for me. And two of my favorite movies didn't make the cut, which is No Escape and Looker we did this year. Yeah. They didn't make the cut. They, did they would not. have made the cut had this gone to ten. I think all three of those would have made my cut. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I had a couple on the outside looking in that you guys mentioned as well, but um, yeah, but at the same time, Shakedown and Drive are probably going to maybe have a shot at making my Hall of Fame, which, I mean, that's, uh, it gets tougher every goddamn time. So um, It's been years since we've that since either of us have had anything yeah, knock on that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Um, all right, uh, your top three movies of 2022, good or bad. I will start on this one with number three. Uh, I get why it didn't win an Oscar, um, but and I get why the one that did did. I we talked about I talked about uh, everything everywhere all at once on the podcast when Jackie and I went and saw it, and that I didn't care for it because it tried to do too much. But apparently, everybody thought that flying dildos late in the movie was hilarious, and I was like, I've seen it before. Bleh. Um, my number one three movie of the year. Favorite movie of the year in 2022 was The Banshees of Inshirin. That was mine too. Uh, it's dumb good. And some of the best acting you will ever see on film. I mean, the was just tragic. Spoiler! I, I haven't have, even seen it yet. I have Jackie. to cut that, Jackie. Jesus. The whole point of the movie. And she's like, well, I'll just throw this fucking shit out. <laughs> nice. I now have to edit. Thank you. <laughs> you can't do that. Sorry. Um, I guess I'll watch this when I forget that. God damn it. Um, yeah, it's it's really too bad that uh, she said that because I was going to uh, compare it to a certain Keanu Reeves movie without all of the bullets. Um, my takeaway from the Banshees of Insurance outside of the fantastic acting between... I mean, Sam, you don't even like Colin Farrell. You don't I do. like him. I oh, do. You, after The Gentleman, on? I was back... After Gentleman, The Gentleman, I was back in. I, I saw him in a couple other things, and I'm like, you know what? You're back in. I'm, I'm fine with you. And uh, um, Brendan Gleeson... And mm-hmm. the kid who's is a nobody. I mean, he's he's a somebody now, but was every single of the four principals was up for a best actor and they all fucking deserved it. Um, my takeaway really was that if you went into it knowing anything about the Banshees of Insurance, it was 
Brendan Gleeson is a man who used to be pals with Colin Farrell's character and now doesn't want to be pals with Colin Farrell's character. And it was kind of a comedy around that. The movie is not actually about that. Like, I figured they would, you know, come to some understanding and go their individual separate ways, learning a lesson about themselves and each other. That is not what happens. Instead, it defines every single human conflict that's ever existed to, since the beginning of time and in perpetuity into the future. This is a big fucking movie that de de pins down mankind's wants to dislike each other and commit war. It's a war movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a Keanu Reeves movie. Keanu Reeves movie without the bullets. Uh, but come for the acting. Stay for the, oh shit, that said a lot. Jackie, you're number three. That, that was my number three. Help me out without doing what you did before. Oh, well, Colin Farrell looks very handsome in this movie. He does look pretty sharp, actually. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that it was set on a small island and that everybody in the town oh my knew everybody's God. business. The and fucking choreo or the cinematography and the oh, that island. I mean, it was just gorgeous. It I was would gorgeous like to, go to, to look there. at. Um, it was a very, I don't know, it, it just, the whole, how it was shot and, the, and where it was shot was like, the atmosphere. this is such a, a, a peaceful, wonderful place. Gorgeous. You know? Just fantastic. It, to have this story set upon it. And it was just, it really rolled everything in for me. And I just, I loved it. I thought this thing should have won. Banshees of Insurance stuck with me for like four weeks where that's pretty much all I thought about was, but what if this had happened? What if they had? No. Oh, no. Like, it's an impossible situation that only has one possible ending where everybody gets what they want and it is not what anybody wants. And all set to, like Jackie said, some of the best. Uh, production design but it, it also like it's not the best production design because you could just say go film a movie in ireland oh that looks nice <laughs> that's that's a pretty place uh yeah highly recommended sam number three i will preface this by saying this is the first year that i did not do the oscar run in a long time, and I didn't watch any of those movies. I was so busy that I couldn't do it. So, oddly, my top three are actually, like, three of the five movies I saw at the theater this year. Um, and my number three, because of how poorly I've done watching good movies this year, is John Wick 4. Okay. All right. Even though that came out in 2023. Did it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going to be your top three movies of Maybe, probably won't be next year. It's really good. Um, I guess we'll, I won't save this for next year, but if you want to see Scott Atkins have a good time, he does it in that one. Um, that sucks. <laughs> I think you do this every year, too. The fans, the fans should keep track of how many times you do that. It's got to be like for 2022. <laughs> 
Uh, did you see Doctor Strange and the... Uh... I did not like that movie. No, okay, all right. Uh, okay, did you see... I didn't either. Uh, did you see... Hmm. 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 Banshees of Insurance? Uh, I did not see Banshees okay. of Insurance. I didn't see the one with... Uh... You saw Avatar. That was nominated. You saw Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you see Top Gun? Dune was 2022, wasn't it? Or was that 2021? Oh, I think it was 2021, bud. But, man, I'll let you talk about Dune if that's what you want to do. Because that was real good. And we didn't talk about it last year. Yes, we did. We probably did. Yeah. We probably did. Yeah. Uh, So it's a Dune not? No. No, I'm looking at what came out. And I really only liked two movies that came out this year. That's that's where I'm at. Number three is not a movie. It didn't happen. All right, we'll move on. Because uh, I'm my- not going to say uh, any of the Marvel movies that I watched because I didn't like any of them. I didn't like any of them in 2022, like fives and belows. Uh, I did see one this year that I think was extremely underrated, but it was a 2023, mo- 2023 movie. Um, number two for me is probably somebody was thinking it was going to be number one uh, was the unbearable weight of massive talent. And I guarantee that's on Sam's list. Uh, it's probably on Jackie's as well. Um, that is also my number two. I don't think I have anything to say about this movie because it speaks for itself. Go watch it. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is if you listen to this podcast, what am I going to say? Like, hey, Nick Cage is in it and he's awesome. And Pedro Pascal's in it, and he's the inner of the he's your daddy on the internet. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do to make people go watch this movie who already haven't. I bought it. Um, it is, uh, it's gonna be around for a long time, a really long time. This is gonna, yeah, it's almost like Bill and Ted's. But a movie that came out. I'm, I'm interrupting you. Sorry, I'm the interrupting cow. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I now have unbearable weight of massive talent as my number three, so we can all talk about that because I thought the movie that I just put at number one came out in 2021, and it was in fact 2022. So. Okay, all right, all right, okay. But you, unbearable weight of massive talent. Both your number my three? top two got knocked down D- because I thought this was three? 20. Number unbearable, three. Unbearable. It's three. Three. Damn. Huh. I am shocked by that. I liked it more than the Banshees of Insurance. <laughs> in a in insurance, sorry. Uh, huh. Okay, Jax, do you do you have anything to say about Unmet that's gonna convince somebody to go watch it? It's ridiculous. It's not though. It's amazing. And it's amazing. It's it's almost ridiculous, but amazing. It's the makeup sequence at the end. Should be outlandish, but it still sort of works. You're like, okay. I fucking loved it, man. I fucking, I don't, I don't, I, it's, sometime I'm going to have to do a top 10 Nick Cage movie thing and see, and and like, like not good Nick Cage, even though I like, is this a good movie? I don't fucking know. I liked it. And I, I, that's all I have to say about it. I, this is one of my favorite movies ever and uh i think it might be top 20 for me and may give bill and ted's the bump i'm just saying i don't know i gotta spend some more time with it again but high praise said 
Adam Sandberg in his Nick Cage impression. I guess that puts Sam at number two. He gets a to number two do over. Number two is Glass Onion. Okay. I've watched Glass Onion three times already. Okay. I loved it. It is a uh, retelling, basically, of... In the second time around, especially, I, I, I'm like, these are just Pink Panther movies, right? And in the second one, there's actually a pink diamond. He does... It's like you've put a gun in on a table and turned out the lights, which happens in a shot in the dark. And I'm like, oh, my God, these are just like an ode to the Inspector Clouseau. And they're fucking awesome. The... Glass Onion versus Knives Out, which Knives Out was fun. I liked it. The Glass Onion is like everything that was good about that one times 10. I loved that movie. And I really liked it too. Daniel Craig's character that he's done is fantastic. <laughs> I think Edward Norton might have done better, but... Uh, he did a pretty good dumb dickhead, didn't he? You know, you know who stole the show for me and she's going to every time is that... Every time. That's Janelle Monet. <laughs> She's so good. Line me up. Line me up. They're Sorry. shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time now. Yep. Uh, it was fun. I, I super liked it. And I, I do think that there's a chance that it's better than the first one. I'd like to back them back. Um, but Janelle Monet's in the second one. So it's probably, it's probably Glass Onion. Jackie? Uh, you got anything to follow up on that one? No. Like talking about Janelle Monet more, please. No. Dang it. Oh no. Do I have a chance? No. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Um, she's also not interested in my equipment. Um, which leads me to my number one. Uh, which is, what is it? Oh, it, yeah. It's Nope. That's Didn't it. Didn't see it. You suck. Spoilers. Uh, no it, spoilers. It's his best movie. It's his best movie in my eyes because I had problems with Get Out. I found us intriguing, but flawed. Nope is... Everything that the trailer gives you as far as what he's doing, directing and uh, producing, but the writing is not what the trailer is giving you. Um, fucking uh, what's his goddamn name? Um, Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott is a show stealer because, of course, it's Michael goddamn Wincott. Yeah. Um, uh Oh, her her name Parker, um, Didi Didi Parker. No, son of a bitch, ZZ Parker. Uh, she's great. She is great. Um, and his usual boy, uh, not boy. Not gonna say that. Um, his usual guy is also great, whose name I can't remember. But the acting's not what you come for. It's what Jordan Peele did in this movie. And the only spoiler I'm going to give is it's Jaws the Western. And that's all I fucking needed to say to have nobody's done that. Well, no, Jordan Peele just did. And I fucking loved it. And uh, there's also like some, oh, my God, the whole fucking monkey sequence, the whole Gordon, Gordy, the monkey. <laughs> 
it's all these things sound ridiculous, but it's it's just a fucking western, and it's what I wanted from a western with a monster in it. Do it again, Jordan. Jackie, number one. <clears throat> My number one. Violent Night. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I I loved it. It lived up to its name. I had a lot of like mouth mouth open parts in that movie. Very creative. Um just very fast paced and entertaining and I mean, God, it was just I don't know. I, I thought it was hilarious. I couldn't wait to go see. I think I saw it in theaters two times. You did at least two. You might have done three. I can't remember. Yeah, but I mean, I just I thought it was that funny. Yep, it it is. It was on my outside looking in. If it hadn't been for the Banshees, it would have been my number three. Johnny Legs. Sam. My number one movie is a movie that is made like. I know that this is a, a personal. This is not like I think this is the best movie that came out here, but um, Hustle with Adam Sandler made me happy in a way that a movie hasn't done in 10 or 20 years. You really like that movie. I was. I really like Hustle a lot. A lot of that people was a, did. Very good. And I think that the internet has like, but like, because it's an Adam Sandler movie, so it can't really be good, even though it has like a 96 or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. So there's a number of the internet contingent that have been like, oh, there's a, there's a couple of mistakes made in the filmmaking. Like there's mm-hmm. a goof where his hands on the wrong side, and it's like, that's actually <laughs> saying how good this movie is, dumbass. Yeah. Right, right. Is that the one he did with uh, Jennifer Aniston? No, that's no. Um, murder mystery or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, no, that's no it's totally a movie different. about basketball, and a it's a movie about basketball and oh, a basketball okay. player. I haven't seen it. No. Um, it, the internet super loved it, and I was very surprised because the internet was not hateful, but was like, why did you make, make me watch Hidden Gems? I It's his best performance, and I fucking hate it. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't deal with the stress. I can't uh-huh. deal with the stress. Uh, and then he did this, and they're like, oh, oh, Adam, oh, mm-hmm. you're... Mm, you little guy, you little gets a Kennedy Center award. You little rapscallion. Oh, how do you do it? <laughs> um, guy, guy has chops. He's got. He also has bars. Yeah. A lot of. He's uh, also the executive producer and director on The Price Is Right. That's a different Adam Sandler, but okay. Interesting. I have different, no. I I was unable to respond guy. to that. Different um, guy. It's, different guy. Adam. Is a very common name. Sandler is a very not uncommon name. So put them together. It's a different guy, Jackie. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. God damn it. Yeah, Adam Sandler is the executive producer on The Price is Right. You're right, Jackie. Um, Speaking of Adam Sandler and producer and like the Netflix deal, right? Mm -hmm. When he got it. All right. Everybody was surprised that Netflix was going to give him that much money and like you get to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. We're not we're hands off completely Adam Sandler. That was some years ago and the first one was that like quasi action picture with him and uh 
David Spade that was way better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say that right now. I thought that was going to be crap, and I was able to watch it with no problem. I didn't really get through the Ridiculous Six. Mm-hmm. I heard that if you can make it to a certain point, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just never been in the mood for something that silly since it's come out. Uh, it seems like he signed that deal to make Hustle. Like, yeah, that he was going to give them what they wanted. He's going to, you know, he gets to do what he wants with all of them, but they are expecting some comedies. They're expecting this, but he's going to make a movie that he wants to make very desperately. And that movie was Hustle. It's interesting to go back in time and think about what everybody thought when that deal happened. Like, what have you done, Netflix? And maybe Netflix is still like, what have we done? Um, But like every, the whole entire internet was, well, the, the world was thinking, this is about to be a bunch of crap. We're about to get just crap because why do anything? Like, just mail it in every fucking time. And he is definitely not mailing it in with that contract, which is surprising because I would totally mail it in. Which isn't really a comparison. Um, <laughs> pretty much mailing it in now without a Netflix <laughs> contract. <laughs> so, good on you. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, next week on the podcast will be, I don't know who's picked. What was the last movie we did? Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. American Ninja. I, yeah, okay, so it is uh, Sam's pick. Where did Horse we... piss. Hold on, I think I have. I If I go back on my notes pages enough, I'll remember what movie we're going to do. <coughs> this little... Take some time. I'll fill. Uh, I went and saw Sam just a couple days ago. Um, he looks healthy. He looks fine. Um, little, little, uh, little older than the last time I saw him. Um, smells about the same. Um, oh, I went and saw the new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, Jackie saw Super Mario Brothers. She said it stink. It was definitely for kids. Okay. I. But it uh, it was doable. It was only an hour and a half, right? That's and positive. so, um, you know, by the time the movie was over, I was ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't as bad as what I was expecting. So I guess I I'm pleased with that. Good, Sam. What's our next show? I didn't find it. I'll have to fucking God find it. Damn it. Okay. Uh, have a great week. Get to the chopper. Bye.